Hey, this is Thinking and Drinking. I'm your host, Bart Almond. Over the last 30 years or so, I've worked for major record companies, working with major artists such as Alabama, the Dixie Chicks, and the Florida Georgia Line. I've also been writing songs for the past 15 years, have over 50 cuts, two number ones, and made a lot of friends along the way. I'm going to be talking to some of those friends about songs, life on the road, and just life in general. I hope you have as much fun as I will. Hey, special thanks to Paul Reed Smith. They make some of the best guitars in the world, and I'm so proud to have them as a sponsor. Check them out at prsguitars.com. Hey, this is part two of the Craig Wiseman Experience. We cut his time into two shows because I was just having so dang much fun. This episode also has the much-anticipated lightning round. Some more laughs for this time around, so hold on for more Craig, and here we go. But do you still have, like you say you don't have some ideas, like I saw on Instagram, you wrote with Nelly a day or two ago. Yeah, I wrote them this week, yeah. Do you have, do you look at your calendar and go, okay, I'm writing with Nelly, I got this idea for him, or I'm writing with Ronnie Dunn on Friday, I got this idea, or do you just kind of walk in and hope that the angels give you an idea, or you something that they say? Man, man, I, I... All I've, written, I've written titles I've done good but you know, I look at my mantle when I look at Grammys and Songs of the Years and stuff like that every single thing on the mantle was made up that day yeah. every Live Like You're Dying All Those Believe yeah. we just mumbled that uh, I mean dude all, all the all the all the big songs man all those um, you know you're just getting there and kind of I'd much rather I'd much rather come at a concept of mm-hmm. I'd much rather come at Oh my God! I mean, it's a song I love right now that our girl Mackenzie just cut mm-hmm. that she got from some of the Smack songs that called uh, "Seeing Other People." I mean, it's a great song, but um, but it's uh, yeah. I thought we should I, I thought we should see other people until I started seeing other people with you, hmm. and it came from they said like just that thing of you seeing your ex for the first time out especially with a girl like how crushing that is I'd much rather have somebody just go man you know whenever you're in this situation and that happens that moment what is that that's what happened like you were dying Tim and I were talking about a friend of ours friend of ours and freaking misdiagnosis holy shit of you know some kind of thing go see the oncologist and stuff and holy shit we were talking about we were like oh my god dude like what would I mean? What would my uncle have this weird leukemia? They kind of figured out, and but he like he went to Mayo Clinic and they they're totally treatable. He quit his job and booked a shark diving trip from the Mayo Clinic, and wow. it was like wow. So responding, yeah, like that, and and I was like I was like tell like, me a sauna. I grabbed my guitar. I was like, what is there? Like I'm dying to live. And I, I think I found him. I'm like, look like you were dying. And Tim goes. That's it. That's as soon it. as he stopped me, then it started coming. Yeah. But it does, oh, I'd much rather have a concept of that, of when you, like that thing of when you see your ex for the first time with somebody who's pretty right. and cool and good, and they're having, you could tell they're having a great date. And just, I would much rather, or just that thing of like, man, remember when you were 16, man, you finally got some beer and stuff, and you had like a whole case for the first time instead of a and it was like, yeah, oh my God, a whole case. <laughs> That this will last us a That feeling of just like, yeah, man, I'd much rather have you know, that, that little, some little nugget moment of life. That shit's cool, man. So, like, you have literally written career building blocks for guys like Brooks and Dunn and Tim McGraw, Kenny Chesney, Blake Shelton. I mean, when you're not writing with the artist and live like you're dying, when that song come, came up 
and you started writing that. Did you know where you were pitching no, I, that? I never. No, I, not I, a clue. As you know, do not ever mention an artist's name. Yeah. Ever nope. in, around me because it, it all of a sudden it shuts it down. Yeah, if you're wanting to write this song, it's yeah. like, oh, it'd be perfect for so and so. You're yeah. thinking, well, they went to rehab, so I can't say anything about booze. I can't say anything about. Yeah, absolutely. It immediately goes from the, look at this amazing wide open thing we can do to okay, here's this little now we're limited size twenty by ten canvas that you gotta yeah <laughs> do something amazing. And I don't, I don't as much as people think, and I get a lot of people think that I just listen to the record they did before and just dial it right up or anything I don't think about art I don't think about artists but famously this one time this guy god he pissed me off we started saying he went, oh what do you want to do he's like well man just put down some of that stuff you know, Kenny Chesney you know whatever Kenny Chesney wants to say yeah. and he said a couple times I was like oh, I was like man I'd rather not even talk about artists he put, man, whatever Kenny Chesney wants to say and finally I was like well, you know what Kenny Chesney wants to say I was like here's how it's always worked I write down what I want to say and every now and again, Kenny wants to say it too. That's how it works. So, well, me and you figure out shit that me and you like, and then we'll figure out if Kenny wants to like it too. But it's not, it's like, let me say we didn't write anymore. Right. So I just, you know, it's just this, oh my God, man. Uh, yeah, I did that, that. Well, yeah, it kind of ruins it for me that whole yeah. thing of just yeah. It's well, just, you go from limitless to limited. Yeah, I mean, just and just writing a song, man. Just writing, and you know, just the pure joy of just writing the fuck out of a song, man. Man, just the pure joy of just holy fuck. That's yeah. great. That's, that's that's great. And, and mm-hmm. for as long as you can keep that, you go. I don't even care if it gets cut. No. I don't even care if it's a hit. No. This is no. just a great song. No, that was just a great. Yeah, exactly. That whole thing of yeah, you know. And that's the secret of longevity in this town, the yeah. head game of that. Dude, you need to put a big, big old Albert Hainsworth-sized guy, black dude at the door in a polyester suit running that door. And any negative thoughts, and any beginning, any troublemakers trying to get in your little happy bar, yeah. you need to have their little... Their little non-sunshine ass thrown on the curb. <laughs> yes. And there's, there's, I've seen so many riders train themselves. I, mean, I, I, did, I, I busted a guy the other day. I remember, I remember walking him one time and ride with a guy one time. Back, back you get the old, they print the charts and stuff. Uh. And you walk in the guy like going, fuck me, my song, we got four, we got four ass men, it's going to die next week or whatever. It's like, well, you know what? You not, not only lost that song, you lost the song we were going to write today because yep. at 10 o'clock in the fucking morning, you're looking for bad news. Yep. Guess what? It's just as going to die next week at 5 o'clock today as it was as it was at ten o'clock yep. this morning. Difference being, we could have written a hit song by five o'clock. Yep. Now that ain't gonna happen. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? You're looking for bad news. That's a great way to in put it. In this business, if you yeah. go looking for news, it's, it's going there. to be bad. Yeah, absolutely. You just your little, your little. Even the best guy. I mean, Dolly Parton says she only writes one out of a hundred. Yeah. Dolly Parton strikes out ninety nine percent of the time. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, so if you go looking for news in this business, it's going to be bad. So stop doing that. If you start realizing, like, oh, those things, like, man, because every bit of that, just another drop of, oh, of man. sewage in that little crystal clear vat of hope and wonder and yeah. mystery that, that all writers have to have. One more little drop of just some toxic sludge in there. And pretty soon at some point, I don't feel that right. Well, no fucking wonder, dude. Yeah. No and fucking now, wonder. neither do I, so yeah. thanks. Yeah, no fucking wonder. But you're talking about that sense of wonder. I mean, it's always amazed me, and it still amazes me, like, 
you sit in a room and at 10 o'clock there is no song and at 5 o'clock there is this song and this song was not there no, no, six yeah. hours ago you know or you had a title but you were still you know swirling the bowl or whatever and it's just or better yet you and I were in there we're three hours into a song and you just make a fart joke crack or whatever right <laughs> And after three hours of slaving away, getting two lines on a piece of paper, in 15 minutes we've written this whole other song that's yeah. freaking like, holy shit, that was great. Yeah, how many times do you hear your co-writer go, wait a minute, what did you just say? Yeah. Let's and do that. Those, and just those, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's funny because, you know, the Beatles back in the day, uh, you know, they blew up like they did. So I came and trying to talk publishing to John and, and, and you know, to uh, John and Michael. And they were just like, well, they're like, well publishing, you know, who owns your song? And, and, they famously was like, going, well, nobody owns them, mate. They just come from, you know, they just come from the ether. Like, we don't own them. They just thought, and seriously, they were like, conceptually, somebody had to sit them down and just go, yeah, okay. Yes. Does that mean I can keep your publishing? <laughs> so I was like, yeah. Seriously, I mean, they had to explain to them, like, no. They was like, well, no, they just, they just, they just come. They just appear. They just, it's like, wow. Okay. Dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. like, you have had all this success as a writer up until now what you started the publishing company publishing company's going great guns what the, what made you decide to start a management company and a record company look and- I, I, I've been in town a long time you, when you watch all this all this stuff go on and as a publisher as you know the publishing company is just more or less a writer on acid right. you're still <laughs> These songs get created, and we got to find people that want to sing them. Yeah, and all the stuff, and all the stuff that goes on. And and as you know, so Sarah Buxton, it began there. Where I was just like, "Oh man, I've been doing this a long time. Pick a good song. I know what a good song is. I don't need somebody else. I don't need. Right. I don't need all that. I don't need somebody to vet it out. I don't need anybody." So I produced that with Dan Huff. Did a yeah. album on Sarah Buxton, and it got taken to a label. I mean, it was a, it was like a. It was like this was years before, you know, being punked by Ashton Crusher or whatever. But like, like, it was like, where are the cameras in here? Like, is there one behind that? It's like, I know I'm being. It was a friggin', it was a friggin' joke, man. Holy shit! Yeah. And just kind of realizing, like, you know, just this thing, like, why can't I run the music? And you start to meet people and just realize, like, everybody's just like, and, and I get it now, especially everybody. Everybody's just doing the best they can. Yeah. But at the same time, it was like, I'm kind of tired of asking for permission for shit. And so did the Sarah thing, and that, that just fell apart. And so I was like, I will never, ever invest that heavily into something I don't have more control over. Okay. Yeah. But also, then you realize, like, that means you write checks, though. That means you write big checks. Yeah. So, a couple of years later, okay, so here comes Seth, my little, my little, my little intern guy and everything just to once again a God thing of like holy shit this is your guy so we throw him 2013 by now oh no 2011 12 and we're getting cuts we're, I'm getting cuts Chris Tompkins is getting cuts Rodney Clawson Rodney I mean they freaking all over the place you were yeah. around then a- Amy was around then yeah. your, your wife I mean everybody was holy shit we're getting 30 and 40 we're getting 30 and 40 uh, hello <laughs> Hello? Hi, how are you? Yeah, I did. I'm, the unnamed from Wednesday, I had to take it. It could have been an artist. It could have been. It could have been. It could have been that Joe Digby. It could have been. Could I have like been, Joe Digby. could have been Diamond Reno. It could have been. Yeah. And Joe would be saying, what would Kenny Chesney say? My mom. So, so, 
Um, what was I in the middle of saying? Oh, yeah. So that whole thing, and we had, but and we had, we were getting all these cuts. We were getting, we were getting freaking Jason Aldean and Blake Shelton, holy shit, Luke Bryan, all that kind of stuff. But there were still more songs. We were like, we we're like, we need to, we should. But I knew enough by then to just go. Oh, we're gonna do spin up an act to take it to a label or something. Right. I was like, screw that. I was like, and Seth said he still remembers it. I was like, going, you know what we need? We need church vans and trailers in our parking lot. We just need yep these little gra- these bands just going out playing bars. Yep, and just because we do that, then we'll be able to we'll control. Be, we'll every be walking aspect. around with our hat in our hand, begging somebody for this or that or yeah. whatever, and all that shit. But you also control every aspect of everything, and just and just sort of and. We had one little rider that we were standing out doing some stuff and everything, but meantime, it was like, we could spin this whole thing up, and we just so happened, I was writing with Chad Kroger of Nickelback, Yep. and we met his team, so Joey, and then and then, and then, and then their manager, and we ended up realizing right there, so yeah. we all got together, and it just so happened, we, we were looking at one kid, and all of a sudden, we went, it got squarely, just talking about spiritually, because we were looking at one kid very close, but all of a sudden, he was talking to the publishers, and all of a sudden, he was, and we were like... Wow, man! I thought we were kind of, but and Seth goes, you know, the songs we liked that guy. He wrote with these other two kids. These guys used to go to Belmont, and right. so I went to 12th Porter and saw Florida Georgia Line for the first time. Yeah, and Seth kept apologizing, like, oh, man, man, this song, don't worry about." It. I was like, "I love that song." And they were up there singing their hearts out. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, dude." So, and but they took off so fast, we couldn't really get the label put together in time to service that. It wouldn't have been fair to them. Yeah. So we ended up sharing out a big machine and, and literally taking all of our money instead of pocketing it. We poured every bit of it into building, yeah. building, building management, building label. I mean, just, yeah. Well, those those guys worked out pretty good, though, mm, those kids. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, they made, like, former, what, $11 or something? Former, what? former Georgia, Georgia, Flamington, Flamington. They have the best name for drunks. Because Florida Georgia Line, kind of, and you guys behind that Joe Mafloba thing. Joe Mafloba. That's right. We're the Joe Mafloba boys right here. It's the best name for drunks. It really is. There's 40 of them. There's 40 of them. You give the Flamba. Yeah. Well, you've got all these writers and artists on your label like Morgan Wallen Jake Owen Hardy and stuff how hands on I mean obviously you're hands on musically but how hands on are you outside of that stuff oh god not at all holy so shit those those guys Chief and Seth and Joey just, we, we, everybody we, stays we, in their lanes yeah we actually had a label head that, that that we let go last summer cause that's the weird thing yeah we already had all the creative stuff we just needed kind of a business head yeah. But we already have, we, in fact, too much creative stuff. So, I mean, look, Seth runs stuff. I mean, you know, because he and I have yeah. always been a one mind anyway. Yeah. You know, I've had a meeting. He's like, I just want to check with you on this and this. And, like, everything he says, like, I was just thinking we should do like that. I was like, yeah, of course. Like, we should, I was thinking this, we should do this. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, we, I was thinking we should do this. I was like, well, have you thought about that? He goes, yeah, I did, but here's the problem. Like, right. well, oh, then, you know, we should have that thing you said there. Yeah. So, Seth runs that and... Man, look, this is there's way too many spinning plates. I mean, and people try to give me all the credit. I'm just like, you guys don't understand the number of talented people, the number of talented people who are killing it in that building yeah. and busting their ass. And look, and again, I'm still writing and working and doing stuff till ten o'clock, and I'm walking out, and their cars are in the parking lot. Yeah. So it's dude, it's friggin', 
I mean, we hired people over Christmas I haven't met yet. That's, it's gotten to that point, though. Yeah. We're literally. I think there's a new girl. I saw a new girl yesterday. I thought she was, like, dropping off sandwiches, but I saw her again today, so I'm starting to suspect she might work for Big Loud. I'm She's not sure. into the same I'm, office I'm two sure. days in a row. I'm not sure. She might work for Big Loud, but I'm, I don't know. I can't say. I don't know. Well, you've surrounded yourself with the best folks you can, obviously. Do you still just once in a while in your when you get into your mahogany room, you have that oh shit feeling like I just might be over my head just this much. Oh, dude, or does that just excite you? Oh, look, it totally excites me. I mean, this yeah. really, it really is that thing of like, holy shit, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm way over my head, but like I said, man, the people. <laughs> You know, man, Joey is friggin' Joey that produced. I mean, him and yeah. Seth really are the creative, just friggin' yeah. shit of all that stuff. Yeah. Joey, I mean, Joey, they came from the Vancouver thing through Nickelback. They burst so many rock bands and all that kind of stuff. Joey yeah. just has an understanding of things. We went to go see a kid the other night, and I was just like, "Oh, pretty good. I like that song." He goes, "Nah." He goes, "Look at him." He goes, "He goes." Everything about it is he's up there going like, "Hey, do you like me? Hey, do you like me?" Yeah. As opposed to "Fuck y'all, I'm here." And I was like. Wow, that's exactly that. yeah, yeah. What that little thing I could never. Yeah, there's a little bit of this panicked. Hey, do you like me? Do you like me? As opposed to here's here's what's going on. Here's how the cow ate the cabbage right here, and it was like, I'll be damned, Joey. So I mean, you know, he's and he's every bit of that creative genius. I mean, hard to deal with. Hard to, hard to live with and everything, but you just the respect them and yeah, him and Seth. And yeah. then, like I said, there's something, dude. There's so many aspects of it now, man. We got Stacy running our radio people. I literally, man, I can't. My my gratitude. This team of people. I mean, I would like to say. I mean, the only thing I've contributed there is I knew that I didn't want a bunch of skirt chase, a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. One of people, the the work ethic. That I set, that Seth maintained, yeah. that whole thing. And the people have said, people that work for a label, I read on Reddit the other day, people said the thing that pisses them off is they feel like they're making the boss's money. The boss is taking credit for all their work. Mm. Yeah. And, they, and they feel like all that kind of stuff. And people have always said, like that company, they're like, man, I could kill myself. I work till 8 o'clock at night and I walk out and the three owners' cars are still in the parking lot. And that goes a long way. People yeah. are like, Wow, you guys! Nobody wants it more than you. You're like, no, yeah, and nobody's gonna outwork us either. Yep. So we're not. Look, look, it's not. A, it's not a nine to five job. It's not an easy job over there at all. Yeah. That's why I'll, I will take you out, and get you drunk, and drop the hat. I'll buy you a steak. I'll do whatever. We might even fly you somewhere because this is not an easy job, and it's not a regular job, and it's not. And if you want this little unionized little forty hour little this and my break time yeah. all that kind of shit, need not apply. No, it has nothing to do with that shit. No, you always have that. Work as hard as I do. Then if it works, we all take credit for it. And if it doesn't, then we all fail. And but either way, it's all sink or swim, all for it's, one, one yeah, for all. I mean, we're all in the same boat. Either yeah. you're rowing or you're bailing, because man, because <laughs> yeah. that's it. Uh, yeah. I want to hear the cow eat the cabbage thing again. I didn't catch that. <laughs> I like that. That's how the cow eat the cabbage. I was like, yeah. You know, that's one of those things you hear, and you're just like going like, like those country things that go by, and you're like, how did the cow? I'm like, why would a cow even have a problem eating the cabbage? Right. Or would it be a does nipple? A cow, or? Like, does a cow like not like cabbage and then it had to? Or like, I don't know. These 
Is the cow like coleslaw? Okay, after all those years, so after after y'all they they blew it, we were up at Joe's in Chicago. After all those years, like knee walking drunk, you hear that, that redneck right, right, right. knee walking drunk. So the night after y'all like really blew up in Chicago and Borchetta, they were hugging. Borchetta was hugging people like holy shit, we're doing good here. And they made me drink. They they made me drink like forty seven beers, which I you know me I don't really care for that. Yeah. Uh, but then there was like. Shots of fireball, and then Joey made us do paint shots, and they're friggin' oh man, oh my god, and mixing booze like a friggin' like, like a college freshman. Yeah. So I went outside this moment. I come back in the curb, which was like inordinately high. Like there's a there's a code violation. I friggin' hit At least that, that thing. Night it I was. hit that thing and go down, and I'm like, oh god, and I'm right in front of everybody. I laugh and everything, but then I'm like, I gotta get up and realize. I cannot just stand up. I am incapable of Little just in, in free space. No. So there's a sidewalk. <laughs> but the building is about, you know, there's a sidewalk. There's a building like four or five feet in front of mm-hmm. me. All I had to do is just knee walk over to it to grab the wall <laughs> to get up. And the next day I realized, like, all these years of thawing around knee walking drunk, like, I was knee walking drunk. For three like, minutes, I was a cliche. Like, I'm not proud of that like turns out knee walking drunk is really <laughs> really drunk i mean like i mean i mean and it hurts it's like oh my god oh my god yeah even when you wake up in the morning like why do my knees hurt like well because you were from i tore my so what's your favorite thing to do to to write to nurture a new writer to watch one of your management slash record company acts climbing the charts, all the above. Yeah, yeah all that. Man, look, look, helping, and I'll go back to just a larger thing, but helping helping people reach their potential yeah. is just the most gratifying shit yeah. ever. I mean, Morgan Wallen, you know, he and I were buddies, and we, we wrote, we have a single right now, Chasing You, that we wrote, the first song we wrote in December of 15. Dang. And the reason why the second verse talks about being on the radio is, we were in that chorus, and all of a sudden, he just took off and did that. Chasing that feeling, chasing that freedom, it was gone too soon. Chasing that me. And it was just like that whole, I was just like, that's when I was just like, holy shit, this kid's going to be a star. Yeah. I couldn't get that out of my head. That's why the second verse was like, I'm just on the radio, because I just couldn't. I was like, this kid's going to be a star, man. Yeah. And just to watch. Yeah, man. And, you, and here's the weird thing, because you're thinking like, oh, I want to get a song right now. I'm going to go to the first number one party. We're going to go get knee-walking drunk and all that. But I never did realize to watch guys like Seth, man. Seth, who runs everything, runs the label and stuff, and it's just the spark plug of all that. He started as an intern. Yeah. You know, and I happen to know that he was he was the he, he made the American dream too of the of the commas by yeah. thirty years old. And and Amy and, hired him. And then all these all these other people. People in the office that you never think about, people that you, like I said, you turn out there's so many other people whose life is yeah. written their potential and stuff. And it's not just an artist here, and it's not just a songwriter here. It's, and that girl that we had, a girl that we hired that was on that was on front desk, and now she's one of our regionals because she did so good and everything. And heck, yeah. heck one, one of our girls in publishing started off answering the phone on the front desk, and, you know, she's making three times as much as she was before, and somebody else just offered her a job for crazy money that she turned down because she wants to work there, and it's like, holy shit, man. Yeah. So those kind of things are so, man, that's just friggin' to be around that. It's yeah. just the shit. It's just the shit. It is, man. It's fun to watch people catch on fire like that, man. Yeah, it is. And like I said, it happened in so many other ways than I 
it happened in so many other ways than I than I suspected. It just was really, yeah, it just happened in so many other ways. And so, yeah. But they're all just as gratifying, just to yeah. realize, like, wow, man. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's great stuff. It's That's great awesome. Stuff. That's awesome, man. What do you want to do? Where did I put it? All right. We took, we took a break. Took, took a, a break? A little pee break. Oh, yeah. We both know what the bathroom looks yeah, like. I'm about to start my third beer. We both know. Start getting good. Yes, why the bathroom no. looks like it does. All right, it is time for the lightning round. I didn't even know you had a lightning round. Yes. God. This is just, I'm going to ask a question, and if you want to think about it, think about it. Otherwise, right. first thing out of your mouth. What's your favorite book? I know you're a big reader. Oh, holy shit. I read a lot, dude. Yeah. Um, um, okay, I love books, but I I don't I remember authors or titles that much. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude. You could just say the Bible. Well, no, God, no. That's a hard read. That's weird. <laughs> Although you can go back and read it. You get the Bible is amazing. The Bible really is one of those ones where just even just pick like a like a like a like yeah. put one book of the Bible and read it and then go back and read it five years later. Yeah. And it's like holy that's why that's why it's still yeah. badass. Because seriously, it's like still the oh best. My God. Book. Oh yeah. my God. All this part that I thought is like an old rock album. Like I thought I loved all these songs and later right. on like all that B side stuff is where the real good stuff is. So <laughs> <coughs> and all over about the shouting, you know, it was really good. Rick Bragg, it's oh, yeah. a really, 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 really powerful book. Um, um, no, dude, man, shoot, dude, I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of man. I read, but I do. I'm a voracious reader. Yeah. I probably, I probably, probably getting thirty minutes to an hour a, a day. I'm a Kindle Unlimited and going through that stuff. And you know what? It really is great. I started in the Kindle Unlimited, which is just nine ninety nine a month, and you yeah. can just get. And it made me. I went back and reread all the classics, oh, all yeah. of them. I highly recommend it. You know that yeah. that, that Charles Dickinson guy. That, that you know Dickens. <laughs> Turns out he's got some chops. Turns out, you know, you know. You know? Turns out he's a, he's yeah, a yeah, pretty yeah. decent writer. Tolstoy, Dostoevsky, just all those guys. Man, all those man, those classics are like, like holy shit. You want a, a, an amazing book? Is a Marco, uh, the Adventures of Mar of, of the of friggin' the uh, Marco friggin', Polo. Uh, no, no, the uh, friggin' um, um, trying to think about the uh, the um, uh, who's got the um, the um, Monte Cristo, the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh yeah, 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 dude. It's like, and then you realize, like, well, at the time, it was handwritten and then hand edited and hand like, dude, because it is. Voluminous. It is like a twelve hundred page book, but it's like Man. it's friggin' it, was, it really was back from another time. People just yeah. get you just got into a book, and just the whole point of it was this whole thing. So the Count of Monte Cristo is a staggeringly cool, yeah, book. It's a great story, and the yeah, but the, the patience of it too. Just that whole, and it is sort of insight just into wow. But then you start realizing like this thing was handwritten and yeah. hand edited and hand like. Oh my God, dude! Must have taken just briefcases full of pages. Yeah. Of just, I mean, wow, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Are you a bath or shower guy? Shower. Nice. I, 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 but I have a hot tub, and okay. I have a hot tub frequently. So, okay. no. 
Uh, what's the last gift you gave someone? This is excellent. <laughs> I've been married 26 years. My wife, um, we went to, we stayed at the Bel Air Hotel one time out there, and it had one of those damn Japanese car wash toilets, one of those ones mm-hmm. where... Yes, I'm familiar. I, I don't even want to talk about what no. goes on down there. I'm just hoping it's fresh and water. And so, at 26 years, I've gone through all the moves, so for Christmas, I actually figured out how... Because you had to have like a plug-in put behind the commode. It was not easy. <laughs> I actually got her one of those okay. commodes. And to get her one, for her to walk in, she walked into her little bathroom, and it opens up, it opens up and everything. And she was squealing with delight and just still, <laughs> I bought a commode. So a commode would be the answer on that, a commode, a commode. <laughs> that was my most recent gift. And it was like friggin' boom. It was like, holy like shit. It. it was like. It's a home run. Sort of it, it, was, it was kind of, man, it was like. Wow, who'd have thought? I don't, I don't recommend you open with that. Like, if you've got a like, like girlfriend you're pretty hot with. You've got to work up to nah, something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Talk yeah. flowers, candies, you know, yes. chocolate, you know. So, like, first anniversary is flowers, fifth is 10. Turns out 26. Then, then the car wash toilet. The car wash toilet. I've yet to get around the thing because, dude, I, cause she's like, you should use it. I was like, well, like, do you want the hole in the ceiling or the door? Because there's something starts going off down there like dude like man i don't know Uh, you know i'm gonna watch a youtube instructional video and i'll think about it what's the first concert you saw how old were you and did you get a t-shirt my very first concert my brother thank god took me to go see waylon jennings and jesse coulter ricky white's on drums double kick drum so once again that kind of helped outlaw country but there's an octoplus set up there, double kick, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Uh, but then quickly followed by then the, my real th- first one I really will say was Peter Frampton. After his on his comes alive tour, he had a horrible wow. manager, so he went and played all the huge places in Brazil. All that place. Mm-hmm. But then they were milking it so much that they went down to the B and C level thing. So I saw him at Reed Green Coliseum in Hattiesburg at our basketball thing at USM. Probably wow. be a probably a. Maybe a 6,000 seater. I need to look up. But it was there. Peter Frampton was there on his third year extended. Like that day, like how many gigs are we in on this record? But I saw him. He was still coming alive. And it it affected me. for There was so many purple you know, can lights on him and everything. Every bit I was ever in when it was time to order gels for the lights. I'm like, it's a purple dude. <laughs> I still just, his blonde up here, with his blonde hair up there with a the purple light. Been seeing Peter Frampton, dude. That was still freaking good, man. That's good. Did you, get a, did you get a shirt? And 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 that started. I did not at that one no because it was two. I was two. I was probably about fourteen. Oh yeah. But That's I quickly started. But then we quickly started all the Van Halen's rushes. Yeah. Um, oh my God, sticks. I mean, name it. AC, DCs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, T-shirts, all those. You oh yeah. Those, where there's a school Monday. Yeah, dude. All that. I stuff. I loved our our concert. That we could go to was always on a Sunday. So, yeah, wear it to Monday, and you'd hear the girls go, Who is Molly Hatchet? What does she sing? It's like, okay, we're moving on now. What is your uh, favorite place to travel? Because you've been all over the joint. Yeah, yeah, several years ago, my wife and I started we started going on cruises just for the booze cruise aspect of it. But then I actually... I had a big business year one year. We made some money, and Kegan goes, all right, I know you got some crazy trip you want to take. We flew to Manaus, Brazil. and took a cruise ship 
900 miles out the Amazon, uh, and then up all the way through the islands to to, to Fort Lauderdale, and from that, because like we're stopping at at Serotonin, Brazil, or how how you say that, right. and we're getting on this African Queen boat, so we're leaving this. It was a luxury ship too, it was mm-hmm. badass, you know, Seaborn. And we get on this African Queen boat, you know, and tuck 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 tuck, and we're going up these little side tributaries. <laughs> And there's howler monkeys and friggin' sloths in the trees and stuff, and we're hand fishing for piranhas. And it was like, holy shit, dude, this is friggin' on. So, so fair. Y'all do it, Yeah. <laughs> so we did. Costa Rica, we did a cruise and, and went through the Panama Canal, friggin' amazing. Yeah. Um, did a Northern European cruise, Mediterranean. Man, I just just traveled, dude. Just yeah. friggin' funny. You and I are sitting here talking. We shouldn't be right here because last summer I booked me and KK our 26th anniversary trip. Wednesday. Today is Thursday. Yesterday we were supposed to get up early in the morning and fly to Fort Worth, fly to Dallas Fort Worth Airport, and get on a jet that was going to fly us to, to Hong Kong. Yeah, where I had booked. Two days before the cruise, we'd have extra time in Hong Kong. Before we got on this cruise ship, we was going to go all the way down to Ho Chi Minh City for three nights and all these things and wind up in Shanghai. Mm. And things kind of got a little bit... So cruise ship stuff right now is amazing. It's like you can be quarantined. The one that's quarantined where you're just in your room for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, so... um, and whole countries aren't allowing those ships to oh, land. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so one boat is quarantined at a Japanese dock. The other one left Hong Kong, and everybody was like, "No, you can't come here." So it just sailed in circles for two weeks. And found this morning, Cambodia was finally like, "Okay, no, like you say there, you say there's no, you, you, you say there's no kung flu on board." Fine, right, right. So, thank you. We will confirm that. But then you can dock here. So they just spent two weeks just drowning around in circles in the it's ocean. A, so, but but I do, I do recommend, I do just recommend traveling. Yeah. And especially like McNally's with Southwest. I mean, how Southwest flies to San, f- f- flies to San Jose, Costa Rica, and they stuff. They go to Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. It's not that expensive but nowadays, especially. I recommend traveling. Yeah. It's just really good for the. Um, I do too, man. I'd much rather have an experience than a thing, and traveling is the best way to get experience. And I, my wife and I because. I had a river house, and for years we go there for summer. But you know, you make memories. You do. You, Absolutely. People like people say you make memories. No, the make part of that, the verb part of that, you do. You make memories, and at any time you can just make a memory. Mm. And they say that's one of the things that helps. Like when you, when you get to our any age, whatever, you start looking back, and you start going like. Oh, was that four or five years ago? I'm not really sure. The people, if your life has fallen into just that doldrum, just that endless repetition, you can't differentiate between was yeah. that three years ago or was that five years ago. But if you made memory, these memory points in between, yeah. you can't. You can be like, no, 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 wait, no. That happened after. That happened after you threw up on the on the on that street performer <laughs> dude who thought it was Spartacus, like. <laughs> You know, with the with, with with the plastic leg. So it was after plastic 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 leg Spartacus dude that you threw up on that had to have been not more than three years ago. You need those things. Spartacus plasticus puke 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 maximus. Puke plasticus. Yeah, yeah, so (laughs) 
Sorry, swallowed another bug. Well, you've played so many gigs. What is your the favorite song you wrote that's a hit or not? And what's your favorite song still to play live? Because obviously, some when you play out, you have to play the hits. I mean, so yeah, yeah, yeah I know that's two questions, but I mean, I kind of like. I mean, obviously, look, look, you're, look, it's still. And as much as people say that, you know, the luck you were dying because of all that, but to hear people, because I always stop and let them sing a chorus, yeah. and to hear people just sing that is just still amazing, and it hits people's life. It's kind of amazing, but man, it's fun. But you know, when it comes to other songs, I got a friend of mine, Mike, Mike Bearfield down in Mississippi. He's a lawyer there, high school buddy, you know, and everything. <laughs> he paid me the greatest compliment ever. He goes, the only thing in my car, I play, I, I, I sent him CDs. He goes, the only thing in my car is Led Zeppelin and Craig Wiseman. <laughs> like, How you? But I, like three months ago, he's like, dude, he goes, I played Rubbernecking all day, which is a crazy yes. song that me and Bart wrote. <laughs> Great. And it made me go back and listen to it. And I was like, still ahead of its time. Dude. 15 years later, everybody's quite, not quite ready for it yet. <laughs> Ah, that's freaking good, though. Holy if you'd shit. you'd like to hear Did it. you drop Rubberneck in the background here? Dude. Yeah, it's that insert right here. Insert Rubberneck. Insert Rubberneck. Man. It's N E C K I N apostrophe. Yeah, Rubberneck. Yeah. God, that's freaking good. I freaking love that song. What uh, <laughs> What song do you wish you would have written? Oh, wow, man. There's a lot I of. I know, man. Man, there's so many good songs. Shit, dude. Um, I know that's impossible. I, I, I never really look at it like that either. I never yeah. really look at. It. I'm just so happy to hear them. Yeah, and still you know, be affected. And yeah, touched. I still, I still never think in terms of. I wish I'd have written that. Most of the time, it's like, damn it, I should have written that. It's that yeah. thing of like, dude, I walked right past that idea so many yeah. times, and just either didn't think of phrasing it like that, or that friggin' phrase was right yeah. there. Huh? You know, just that thing of just. Which is really great because it does remind you of like, dude, that stuff's everywhere. It's just, it really oh, is. It's, it's And it's still fresh coming. Yeah. Somebody's yeah, still yeah. looking at it a way that yeah. we didn't I mean, Hardy is, I mean, Hardy on our label, Michael Hardy is so, dude, he is the friggin' poster child of that shit right now because he is just yeah. that white hot writer, man. Just friggin', and he is just grabbing those little turns of phrases and stuff. Yeah. And he, that's some, but it's like every week I'll hear the. 15 songs he wrote that week, and you know, like half of them, like, holy shit, that guy. Yeah. Damn it. He is just that thing. When, when that rider is on, dude, I mean, when the when when that rider is on, the spaceship is out there, and that friggin', and the and the sensors are on full, and there is not a grain of sand getting by that son of a bitch yeah. that is not named and cataloged. And like, dude, there's nothing glorious when our songwriter is in that place of yeah. just... They're, you can't hum a note around them. You can't say a word around them. They aren't just, shoom. Yeah. It's just, it's just incorporated. It's in their computers. That's, that's going to be Here in the is. casserole tonight, baby. <laughs> it's like friggin' amazing. It's just great. It is. Well, uh, who would you still like to write with? Because you've written with every great songwriter in the world. Who's still on your list? Or is there anybody? Well, this week, Nellie and Jamie Johnson were fun. That's nice. But you know what? Also this week, this kid out of Texas named Jake. John Anderson at 23 years old. Hmm. Like that. Oh. Oh, wait till oh, this, this guy. 
and it was just as much. Yeah. So that is that. It's not even. Yeah. Come on, man. Get me and you. I mean, we're all crotchety old bastards and shit. And coming in there. <laughs> I'm fine with bring me some of these shoes are stinking, man. Come on. I mean, I want some kid. <laughs> and it's good. I mean, really, in the last two weeks, I wrote with Morgan. I wrote with Hardy. I wrote Morgan and Hardy. I wrote. Well, I wrote with Nellie and then Jamie Johnson. Young kids, like, oh, shit, man. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I just want, I just want, I mean, I just want, you know, I just want somebody who's just in the light bringer stage. That yeah, whole, that man. whole, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I don't know. I like that, man. So what would you be doing if you weren't doing what you're doing? Um, the faintest idea. Yeah. I really, That's that really is a thing of, like, you know, in jail or dead or whatever. I probably wouldn't be in jail, but but and I got this great work ethic and everything too. But I get it too, and I've had shitty jobs. Yeah, not really because I mean I've always been doing music. But <coughs> yeah, I can be a slacker, loser at a job if you weren't inspired. That's my main thing to tell people. It's like it's not so much a work. Ethic. Help your work ethic by finding something you're passionate about, or at least something you like. Absolutely. And that's the thing. I mean, people are so. You know, I think people. People just tend to play it safe and everything. Yeah. Especially if you're young, man. You just need to go for it. And that's why I tell young people when they get to town, if you're that young and everything, just like one, there are no mistakes. Because yeah. if you write the wrong, if you write with the wrong person, if you get the wrong thing, you finding out what you don't want to do at your age, you finding out what you don't want to do is just as important. Dude, absolutely. Just as important as it's kind of imagine yourself you're a pitcher on a pitching mound. Only home plate is somewhere in the fog around you. And you're just going to throw a ball into the fall. And if it doesn't, if you don't hear it smacking leather, yeah. well, now I know not to fucking throw there. It's not over there, yeah. Oh, okay, one more click to the right, one more click to the left. And so, <laughs> that, man, that is so funny. Out there's so many people that don't want to make, you're 20-something, you don't want to make mistakes, you don't want to screw up. Yeah. Well, it's not even screwing up, you're just 20-something or whatever. Yeah. But finding out what you don't want to do, but the, but the only way to really find out though is to do the shit out of whatever you're doing yeah. I mean it is the old grandpa thing of whatever job you sign on for by God yep. you do it but that thing of because finding out what you don't want to do finding out what you're not going to like is just as important yeah. it really is the, the process of negation where you're finally down to well uh, at least I know I mean like, when we all saw friends in college yep. like, what are you going to do when you got here I don't I know I know I'm not going to do my major because I hate it. Right. Like, <laughs> great. okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing I know. And it's like, well, at least you know that. Yeah. That's a, that's a that was a hundred twenty thousand dollar little insight right there. Congratulations. Yeah. And you know and, you don't want to do that. All right. Okay. And your, well, and your parents are thrilled, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, three time ASCAP Rider of the Year. NSAI, Writer of the Decade, ASCAP, Writer of the Century, NSAI, Songwriters Hall of Fame, 27 number ones, publishing company, management company, record company. What's next? I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I know you're not done. I'm not. I'm not done. <laughs> I'm really not. Um, I don't know. And, you know, and the thing is, everybody... 
everybody's gone like you did some writer and then you went to the publishing company and then you got a label management like you're so smart and I was just like I, I don't see that as smart at all just the evolution cause yeah. what you, I mean yeah. I spent 10 years as a writer and you've kind of okay I've seen that and then by that time I was like well I want to be a publisher it's the next room you just I just realized you just realized that there's another room yeah <laughs> so I, I just went into the next room and Kind of no matter what, though. A lot of times it involved breaking out the checkbook, but to get in that next room, like, well, what the fuck? Okay, fine. I'm just going to get in the next room. So now I'm here, but I hadn't been here long enough. I hadn't been here my 10 years and everything, so I don't know know what the next room is. But if it's there, uh, I'm probably going to head on into it. I mean, you know, once again, the mystery of that is kind of a... Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what's next. I know something will be next. Yeah. And I'm kind of fired up about that. But right now, I'm fully, fully engaged in this. This shit. Absolutely. We finally got the label working. We finally. We're, we're, I mean, we're labeled. We're four years old. We're profitable. That's awesome. But one of our secrets, though, is you know all the owners, all the partners, everything. We never took a paycheck. Yeah. So. It wasn't this huge, you know, as we, you all know, most of those labels start off with, okay, I got to start a record label. First thing is pay me a million dollars a year. Yeah. Then I got five other friends that need a half million dollars a year. Then they got five other friends that need a quarter million dollars a year. <laughs> yeah. Now you can have three Michael Jacksons and it'll take you 10 years to dig out of that yeah. hole. We haven't had that. So the label is profitable. It's, it's paying more than paying for itself and it's rocking. And that's just now happened and stuff. And it's expensive as shit. Yeah. I mean, dude. I mean, the burn rate is. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got a label that's 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 burning a day, three times what you made a year. Your first oh, two yeah. years in town a day. Oh yeah. A day. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. That'll that'll yeah. wake you up right quick. Well, it's just you know, and the weird thing is, is it's like if you think about it, it'll. It could make you start making cautious moves. It's like, now forget all that shit and act like, whatever, act like you can't. Yeah. And, and put out a Hicks tape on Hardy. Put out this weird-ass tape that has virtually kind of some Mississippi speed metal on it. I love that shit. <laughs> I'm slowing it down. I'm slowing it Yeah, it's good shit. Um, but, yeah, man, so... So you're going to do more of the same, but since the business changes every day, you're going to do nothing the same but more of it. You know, I mean, you know, the business, you know, the business, I don't know, man, you know, the business changed, it's changed, the business has changed, it will change. Yeah. Um, I'm never worried about that. You know, the weird thing is, is that we started this thing, in, you know, four or five years ago before the Spotify thing really started happening. Everybody's like, thank God you're doing management, man, that thing's going to save you. And now here's come that, and the management stuff has kind of gotten all weird and stuff, and... And, you know, just uh, just to that amount of time. It just went from no, nothing ever going to work. You have to do this. Like, well, forget that. Now you're back to this. Yeah. Good thing is, is if it changes, you might be screwed for a while, but then it'll change back or whatever. Like, I'm just not going to worry about it. I, I kind of try to chase radio. Like, right now, this is what's really, you know, like, well, Oh, dude. Fine. Yeah, well, sure. okay, yeah, great. B- by the time this get, song gets yeah, written yeah. and demoed and cut, radio's in a different direction. It's, it's like yeah. opening a restaurant. Like, man, everybody's eating the tie now. You know, do an Italian restaurant. Well, you got to clear a lot and build and do all that kind of <laughs> shit. And by the time you get to all that, everybody's going to be on the friggin' Cuban. Gonna, yeah, yeah, it's just, dude. I mean, you know, like, how about just make the damn food you care about? And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, man, thank you so much for doing this. I'm so thankful we've been friends for as long as we have. I just did I ever actually answer any question oh, outside yeah. of the freaking book, which I couldn't answer? Absolutely, man. Oh. I love you, buddy. I love you too, Bart. Thank you. It's good, man. Yeah, I'm glad to do this. Thanks for doing it at bar. This is fun. Absolutely. It was. It was good. I've been... I've been Crow's I've been, nest. Treat I've been, right. I've been, I've been night and day in the last few nights. I was really <laughs> glad we got out of there and not not just in another office. In a in an office with a microphone. That's just been done to death. Yes. So, so well, nice, hug nice Ms. to come here. Hug Miss KK for us. I will. Hey to Miss Amy. All righty. And, and congratulations on it. And thanks for the cup. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thinking and drinking for a handsome little. Uh, It'll hold some coffees, but it does. Logo here, all that. Very good stuff. Man. Love you, Bart. Love Thank you, buddy. buddy. Thanks, Greg.